You're watching No Go Zone with Henrik. Breaking news. Stores are running out of tampons due to the rise of pussies <laughs> in this country. Yo, this guy's 100%. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Hope you're doing well. I was a little bit unbalanced. Let me, take, uh, let me fix that right uh, real quick there. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for joining us this Woden's Day. It's January 24th, 2024, if you can believe it. But who's uh, who's counting anyway? Am I right? Hope you're doing well. We uh, do have a jam-packed show for you lined up today. We have uh, an update here in the beginning, actually, some of the sad situation when it comes to Sam Melia, the uh, husband of Laura Towler. Uh, he was found guilty of uh, hate speech crimes in a Leeds court. Uh, was that today? I think it was. Uh, absolutely insane. And speaking of that... Uh, video we just played, by the way, regarding pussies. Uh, this is why we got here, right? This, this is how we got to this point, because uh, yes, it, the video is correct. We have so many pussies everywhere, right? And that's how we now find ourselves in a situation that we're just handing out stickers, trying to fight back. And now we have real men who are actually standing up and speaking out and saying something and doing something uh, being put. Well, he's not sentenced yet, so we'll see what happens. But of course, in the UK, there's been so many of these. Uh, cases now. We brought them up last week as well when we covered this, right? Um, it's, 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 it's insane. Handing out speakers, uh, stickers, and of course, truth is not a defense was one of the things that uh, came out uh, in the court, uh, uh, you know, hearing or whatever. I'm surprised they've been allowed to maybe see the evidence that was going to be presented against them ahead of time. There's been cases like that, right? They just, no, you're not going to see, you're not going to read what we're going to accuse you of or, you know, prepare your defense, essentially. In other cases, of course, you can't present any evidence, um, you know, to uh, to to prove that you're not guilty of these kinds of things. I think as Mark Collett said here, uh, but now most, most people have heard that Sam Milia was found guilty in a Leeds court of, uh, of inciting racial hatred by means of producing stickers. Over 300 stickers were produced and the prosecution admitted in the opening stages of the trial that the language used on the stickers, check this out, was in fact lawful. The prosecution contended that despite the content of the stickers being lawful, they were produced as a body of work intended to stir up racial hatred. During the trial, the jury was also reminded that it did not matter whether the content on the stickers were true, as the truth is no defense in such cases. This has been one of the greatest miscarriages of justice we have ever witnessed, a body of work which was deemed lawful and content, content which was all true, but uh, doesn't, mean, doesn't matter to these people, right? It has now resulted in a man being found guilty on the basis of his perceived motivations. In other words, we claim we know what's in your head and you can't you know you can't defend yourself and here we find ourselves now with people trying to fight back going to jail because preceding generations uh, and all the other people around us refuse to speak up and say something about what's being done to us and uh it is sad uh but yes mark says my my heart goes out to sam and his wife laura by the way laura Towler, who is pregnant with their second i believe um and they have a daughter already catherine um Whatever comes next, Mark Rice, we will uh, stand firm by him and support Sam and Laura in any way we can. Uh, absolutely. So I wanted to link up a couple of things here as well. Uh, I'm going to send them a donor right as I soon get off the show here as well. 
absolute fucking travesty. Uh, and again, there's multiple people in jail already in the UK for, for standing up uh, for our people, for fighting back against uh, the obvious ongoing replacement. It's an absolute travesty. Give sendgo.com forward slash Sam Melia. That's S A M M E L I A. Sam Melia. You have it uh, spelled out right there for you if you need it. Uh, you can also get some tea, by the way, from their tea shop. Uh, Grandma Towler's. Uh, is it that? Yeah, Grandma Towler's. There was tea for some reason. It's not. It's just grandmatowlers.co.uk. Uh, you can find uh, their teas and uh, stuff like that as well. Support them in any way you can. Pick up some stuff. Get behind them, help them out, especially now when they're having a, a new one, young one, on the way as well. So we don't know about the sent- sentencing. We'll follow up on that and see what happens. It was something like, oh, it might you might have to be sent to reindoctrination camp, essentially, right? Uh, or maybe uh, he will just, uh, they'll put him in jail with a bunch of Muslims or something like that. We'll see what happens. But yeah, they're fucking vindictive over there in the UK. It's unbelievable. Um, so yeah, so uh, the Golden One linked up uh, uh, Grandma Tyler's tea shop as well on his Telegram so thank you to everyone out there who's sharing that and spreading the word about this and just showing the travesty of this. And that's what it is now. These are the times that we are in. And even if it's lawful and stuff, and of course it doesn't mean you should back down or anything like that, and it doesn't mean you should exaggerate or you should uh, uh, do more than you have to, but we do have that question of like you you constantly kind of back, backing up in terms of like what's considered lawful, and I think you should. I, I'm not saying you, you should break the law, but I'm saying it's ridiculous with these kinds of you know, whether it's like, oh, this is technically, this is legal speech. Okay, well, is it legal? It's, it's legal. That, no, it doesn't matter anymore. That's all out the window. It doesn't matter. They will build a case against you uh, with lies, with uh, smears from journalists, all these kinds of things. When you realize the police are like building cases against people based on what like, <laughs> like the Daily Mail or like Yahoo News or whatever, you know, says, you're like, holy shit. It's a sad state of affairs, to be honest. So condolences to Sam, but stay strong and stay brave. Uh, it's not going to last. It's not going to be like this forever. Uh, and this is what it is going to be like for some people moving forward. That's uh, that's the time we're in now, which is absolutely insane. Uh, so yeah, stay strong over there, and uh, we'll hope for, hope for the best in terms of you know what comes next in terms of uh, the uh, future for for Sam and, and Laura. And it won't be that uh, long and egregious process. But I expect that this is how the system will uh, will uh, try to retaliate against people that speak up and do something essentially, right? As it get, as it's losing more and more grip, they're not losing. They're not, they're not losing. Uh, they're winning in the sense of like their ideas are still being enforced. The majority of the damage that they're doing is still happening in our countries. It's not that they're winning, but they're losing the information and narrative war, right? It's slowly moving in our direction. And they know that, they see that, and so they're, they're, they see the writing on the wall, they see the trends, they see where this is going, that's why they're banning like AFD in Germany, they're, they're, they're this close essentially to it, right? They'll start banning, uh, you know, so-called, uh, you know, democratic parties in democracies in order to save democracy. We'll shut down people that use lawful speech uh, in order to silence them so that the message about what we are doing is actually not getting out, right? That's that's the, the way forward. Uh, but again, it was like... Uh, Michael O'Keefe in, in Ireland said, like, you, you don't understand, like, you're going to have to kill us. <laughs> it's, and it's like, it, it's true. Do you think we're going to back down? This is an existential battle for us and our folk and our people and our civilization. And this will continue. That this is, there's no other way about it. That's just, that's just how it is. Uh, and let them overstep the boundary. Show them, you know what I mean? We don't have to put ourselves in a position where we kind of b- become 
uh, kind of the, the cartoonish versions of what they try to portray us to be. We just have to continue to be ourselves, be moral, stand up, uh, be strong, be firm in our positions, have willpower, dedication, perseverance, strength, and they're they're the ones. Uh, who are losing their shit and losing their temper and stepping over those lines continuously. Uh, and eventually, eventually, that will become blatantly obvious to everyone uh, around us. Um, so, yeah, stay strong. Okay. Dershowitz can say, utter madness. All the support to Sam and Laura. Call call that justice. Well, it just ain't fair. Uh, how, much, how much long before you care? Call... Uh, call that justice from an alien judge jailed for fighting for the land you love. Is that a... I recognize that. Is that... Uh, who, who did that? Rings a bell. Maybe I should know it. But thank you, uh, Dershowitzker, as well. Yeah, it's, it is insane. Uh, thank you for the donut over on uh, Odyssey. We got Soaker City over there, too. After visiting the summer camps... <laughs> so we, get, we have a little bit on, on Elon here in the beginning, too. Uh, if Elon Musk still does not ban accounts like yours, can we finally say that uh, if he... <laughs> if he still does not ban accounts like yours, can we finally say that he is, if not one of us, not opposed to us? Or to go even deeper, since the big lie of the 20th century. Uh, well, I guess I guess other people would just say, well, that just proves that uh, Henrik and Lana and Red Eyes are feds. Because we were never actually banned from, one of the few platforms we were never banned from was, was Twitter. Uh, and of course, that could... That could of course, I understand that could happen any day. So we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I think it, I think it's over. I think it's over, bros. X is over. Uh, we covered that in the Western Warrior Show here. If you didn't uh, see that yet, definitely check that out. All right. Anyway, good stuff. If you do want to join us today, by the way, super chats. You can do that at slash red ice TV. You can do it at Odyssey as a hyper chat or Rumble rants. Thank you, guys. We appreciate your support very, very much. And by the way, thank you to all the new members out there. Thank you to everyone who's joining us. Uh, over at RedAssMembers.com or, uh, or Odyssey or Subscribestar for that matter too. Okay, so we had with that uh, unpleasant news out of the way, but uh, it is what it is. We have a uh, we have a Jew returning to television. Can you can you believe it, ladies and gentlemen? Isn't that crazy? Who could have thought? John Stewart, whose uh, real name, of course, is Jonathan Leibowitz. But for some reason, he ch- he decided to change his name for some reason. Still not sure what that's about, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, oh well, that's that's just you know what he, he was just not happy with his name, I guess. And so John Leibovitz out, John Stewart in. Hello there. Now, my name is uh, <laughs> Stephen Miller. John Stewart. Uh, he's returning to the Daily Show as Monday host through 2024 election. So there you go. That's that's what it's all about. He's gonna let's bring Leibovitz back to keep Trump out of power. Is that the thing? Anyway, this is breaking news for you there. I'm sure you'll be uh, you'll be very happy to get him back on on the uh, Comedy Central show that they got going over there. What happened to the other? Uh, who was it again? Uh, some New Zealand New Zealand guy? Was that what it was? What was his name? I, I forgot his name already. It was not not very memorable. Uh, anyway, so we also have this couple of uh, sparse items here as we lead up to. An update on Elon, which I thought was kind of funny. World court to rule on Gaza emergency measures in Israel genocide case on January 26th. So two days away from now. Now, I have my, I I, I must admit, I have my reservations about why South Africa did this. And how they did it. And even the fact that it is South Africa that's doing that, considering what's 
fucking happening to white people in South Africa. But it's one of those like, oh, okay, all right, I guess I'll take it, you know, kind of thing. But the ANC are lunatics. The EFF are even greater lunatics. And of course, all of them are ramping up this case because, again, they see Israel as a white supremacist, you know, colonialist supremacist country. But be it as it, be it, as it may, you know, I mean, I'm not going to butter up these people too much for doing it because it's just so disingenuous. But at the same time, considering uh, some Israeli involvement in South Africa and how apartheid was, uh, you know, ruined there and and how consequently later on it was turned into something that it was not uh, from the point of view of our history books, right? To try to claim this is like, you know, we always hear that, right? It's apartheid in, in, a, in you know, Gaza and Israel. It's like, no, you can't even compare it to what happened in South Africa. And of course, again, afterwards now, the ongoing white genocide in South Africa. But anyway, it says that judges at the International Court of Justice will rule on Friday whether or not they will grant emergency measures against Israel following accusations by South Africa that the Israeli military operation in Gaza is a state-led genocide. I'm not sure what those emergency measures would mean. Does that mean uh, UN, I assume International Court of Justice is tied to the UN in some kind of way, right? Uh, I mean, someone will step in? I, I don't know, but whatever. I mean, technically, anybody could call it a genocide, but does that mean that they're going to stop? Well, not unless, you know, you get someone steps in and stops them, right? Uh, okay, I got, here we go. I got my answer. Fascinating when you continue reading right away, right? United Nations top court. So it is, that's what I thought, right? It's all UN side, right? Uh, the United Nations top court issued a statement on Wednesday saying the 17-judge panel will hand down its ruling uh, in court on January 6th. Earlier this month, uh, two days ahead of the hearing, South Africa asked the ICJ, also known as the World Court, to order an emergency suspension of Israel's devastating military camp. How can they do that, though, right? That's the other thing. Israel dismissed the genocide allegations as grossly distorted and said it had a right to defend itself and was targeting Hamas militants, not Palestinian civil civilians. Now, no Palestinian civilians have died whatsoever. Obviously not. In the ruling on Friday, the ICG will not deal with the main question if Israel is committing genocide. Okay, well, what's okay? Okay. When are you going to deal with that then? The court will just look at possible emergency measures meant as a kind of restraining order to prevent a dispute from getting worse while the court looks at the full case, which usually takes years. All right, so they, they, they can continue to do the genocide and purge the area and send them all as refugees to Western countries. And then the UN is like, uh, we have determined it I actually wasn't a genocide. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, we'll see. Uh, the UN, toothless as usual, of course. Unless, unless it's about bringing migrants to Western countries, then it's like a smooth operation. And by the way, a little bit later in the show, as the title implies, uh, we're going to look at not only Hayas involvement, but uh, a lot on Hayas involvement. Uh, in basically running the invasion operation of the United States from the Darien Gap in Panama right now, basically where the Panama Canal is. And the fact that they're bringing in Chinese workers to build bridges and roads and basically, uh, you know, make make this operation, make the invasion and the replacement as smooth as and as efficiently as possible. But, you know, the UN court will never, never look at genocide uh, when it's about replacement. Although, of course... Uh, you know, three out of the four or five points on the uh, 
article against genocide, the, the convention against genocide, uh, basically checks out, right? It's, it's basically like, you know, replacement is part of that, essentially. Like, if you try to, if you seek to, like, displace people from the group or inhibiting them from having kids or replacing them with one, uh, is this replacement? I think they, I, I think they use that word. Using one group to, yeah, to re replace them with another, you know, things like that. We've been over it many times, but it's, uh, it's fascinating. Uh, okay. Well, we also have an update, by the way, on the mattress situation, folks. Remember uh, the uh, crazy tunnels under uh, Chabad? Remember the uh, mattress? There was some speculations. Well, we finally got our answers to uh, what it was all about. Listen to this. What about the blood on the children's mattresses? I shouldn't even answer this question, but so many people made these comments. So I guess I'll address it. Yesterday, a group of yeshiva students were, were arrested in 770 Eastern Parkway. They came up with the great idea to expand the synagogue and break down a wall without the permission of the rabbis uh, or the authorities, and they were asked to leave so the place could be repaired. They didn't want to leave, and so they were arrested. It made national news, and then all the anti-Semites of the world started with all kind of crazy, sinister theories about why there was a yeah, video no, where no someone was holding a bloody mattress so if someone was <laughs> holding a mattress to block the cameras because they didn't want this all over ah the ah well of course to block we'll have that we'll block the cameras with that i wish <laughs> we should review the entire footage of that by the way but uh like this is a huge vastly open space by the way too and to <laughs> suggested that that would block the cameras <laughs> all right man now the mattress was dirty why was there a mattress in the synagogue? Mm -hmm. Why was it dirty? Well, there's a mattress in 770 because there's a lot of students that actually uh, come from around the world to stay overnight and to study there. And sometimes people bring a mattress and put it in a hallway. There mm -hmm. shouldn't be mattresses in the hallway, but there are. I've seen them like uh, around the building of 770. Just a little whoopsie. Now, it's definitely not blood. What is on the mattress? This guy would know. If I had to theorize, I would say it's cholent. That's right. Cholent is like a Jewish stew that we eat on Shabbos. It's delicious, by the way. Beans and potatoes and meat. And someone spilled their cholent on the mattress. So we learned a few lessons from here. Number one, don't eat cholent on the mattress. Number two, don't bring a mattress to the synagogue. Better find a hotel or don't bring it. Don't bring it again in case someone in case it happens again. Let's not let's not do this optic thing, okay? Uh, and uh, don't eat your stew on the mattress. More appropriate place to stay. Um, hope this cleared this up for you. Certainly. And uh, on to the next anti-Semitic uh, video that I have to defend. Have a good You have to defend the anti-Semitic video? Okay, well, interesting. All right, I'll, all right, okay. You can defend any anti-Semitic video any day of the week, sir. Uh, yeah, see, so here's the, uh, remember the footage of the footage. big enough that is. Not only the, like, the, like, <laughs> the hole in the wall, but, like, the whole hall. They just take out this dirty mattress and cover up so the, <laughs> so the cameras can't see it. It's probably shoulder. Uh, that's all it is. It's, it's a stew, obviously, that's what it is. It makes total sense somebody was eating, uh, on the, on the mattress there. And, uh, obviously they didn't clean it up. All right. All right. Don't, don't, now don't talk about the child rape assembly line 
and the fact that it's something like f- almost almost close to like 50% of children that grows up environments like that orthodox Ju- uh, Judaism Hasidic Chabad environments uh, end up uh, being raped uh, yeah, let's not uh, let's ignore let's just let's talk about blocking the cameras and eating stew all right let's do that together <clears throat> can't make it up folks uh, Avalon 88 sent, uh, says new anti-Semitism term stew yeah what was it did I those are great right the tra- this <laughs> the cement truck man did I just say did I just save those on my phone maybe I did holy smokes there was a couple of funny ones that people have made right there because the ADL always have that you know the the, <laughs> the different like what's considered anti-Semitic or whatever and it was cement trucks and obviously, like fire extinguishers now and things like this, right? That, <laughs> that's obviously what it is. Uh, but uh, yeah, basically, this this never happened. There's uh, nothing to it. Therefore, you can uh, you can delete this immediately. All right. Uh, okay. What else do we have here? We have uh, yeah. We'll get to the the summer camp visit here in just in just a moment. Der Scherisker again says in Germany they are stating starting rather to suppress movements such as the NPD slash Die Heimat. Yeah, I mean we have uh, uh, obviously one of our one of our guests uh, Sasha Rosmiller we have with us here recently, uh, who's part of that as well. And he, he mentioned that and he talked about that. Um, yeah, I mean they go all the way up the ladder. They go up to uh, AFD. And as many problems they have, that's still not you know you know good enough for whatever you want to call it. It's still a pro- big problem enough for them to actually go after them. But yeah, all the way down the the ranks, all the way down to like obscure small uh, heritage, uh, you know, folk based groups essentially, like the Artgemeinschaft and these kinds of groups. Uh, that's what I th- that's what I think is the move forward. It's just banning uh, legalese, outlaw, go after them or lawfare. I guess I should say instead lawfare. Go after them, sue them, put them in jail, you know, these kinds of things. It's happened for a long time, but it will just extend outward now. It used to be things like this, right? If you question histor- historical events and have questions about that. Uh, certain European countries, you go to you go to jail. Uh, they want those same types of laws in the U.S. and things like that. Now it will extend to you just criticizing the rapists that just arrived in your neighborhood. Uh, you know, as long as they're not, uh, well, I mean, would, putting white to the side, it doesn't really matter. But I'm saying if they, as long as they're... You could criticize them maybe if they're white, but regardless, not we have too many of those <laughs> cases. Not on that kind of conveyor belt style anyway. Uh, if you don't love the people coming in and endorse uh, open borders and uh, not just loving being replaced and having kids becoming minorities in your own countries, uh, you will go to jail. I guess that's the that's the path forward. We'll see what the, what happens here. Uh, again, I, I just said nobody back down. Nobody, you, you can... You don't have to accept, as I said, you, you can still keep a, a normal, you know, normal, presentable uh, <laughs> exterior. And I, I don't think, I'm not saying that because it's something you need to put on. I think, you know, as us and many of our listeners, I think, and viewers out there are, many people are just no, normal, cool, sensible, reasonable fucking people that understand what's going on and that, we, and that someone has to do something. Or we will cease to exist as a group in the way that we, are, we, we currently exist, right? We're, we're losing our countries, we're losing our heritage, everything, our culture, our people, our folk, everything. Someone has to say some, something, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just we, we have to do what we have to do. 
And if they overstep their boundary, that so be it. That that will be a short, a small short-term price to pay, I think, um, for the gratification of doing what is right and fighting back in these times and engaging uh, in this battle overall. Uh, Pagan Bear says, have to take off. I watched the replay. Thanks for the stream. Hail. Thank you, Pagan Bear. Appreciate that. Account of you, sir. Okay. So... We have this here too. This is okay. So Elon Musk visits Auschwitz after uproar over anti-Semitic messages on on X. So we have we, we covered this in the our member show here. Um, went up on the site yesterday, RedEyesMembers.com. Check that out, of course. Uh, you should always have a membership easily at hand. Check out some of our latest and best stuff. Uh, but we didn't play this video when he's walking around a little bit there. And uh, the reason why I want to play this part too. Uh, it's because apparently it was it, they were playing playing some uh, footage which uh, are admitted even by some interesting people to be staged after the fact. We'll get to that in a moment. Here, here's the video that's AP linked up here regarding this. Smaller sector, so I, I, I mentioned the story of a Czech family camp. There was a family camp for Sinti and Roma people here. Again, the Germans didn't want to separate them. The Germans didn't want to separate them? Interesting. Of course, uh, note uh, Ben Shapiro there next to Elon as well. The billionaire has faced accusations of tolerating anti-Semitic messages on the platform. <laughs> oh, and here's the clip. We, we got to play. Oh, is this him being here? Here's being tutored here. Elon, obviously, we European Jewish Association. Here's the let's check out the uh, the clip there of him groveling about how Jewish he is with uh, Ben Shapiro. Uh, yeah, I grew up around a lot of Jewish people. I went to Hebrew preschool, Rachel Spiro, in South Africa. Um, I my name is very Jewish. <laughs> oh, for I, I will tell you that for the past ten years, people have assumed in my community that you were Jewish until I informed them otherwise. Yeah, Elon yeah. is a pretty Jewish name. He's super Jewish. Yeah. Um, and then um, I w went to Israel when I was 13. You know, I mean, you know, visited Masada. <laughs> I'm certainly checking the boxes on a lot of things. Um, and um, like I said, most of my friends are Jewish. Just worked out that way. So um, sometimes I, 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 yeah, I guess maybe I forget. Maybe, am I Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Jewish. <laughs> Aspirationally Jewish. I wonder what 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 do they what do they have on the guy? What are they what are they? Is it is it more Epstein stuff? Is it is it Mossad Island again? Or what's going on here? I <laughs> we can speculate. It's maybe it's just like, hey, look, buddy, we'll kill we'll kill your kids. Okay, we know we got eleven of them. How many how many do you want? It was incredibly moving and deeply. Sad and tragic that humans could do this to other humans, Musk said about the visit. I'm a student of history, so I had seen the pictures. You, you'd watched Schindler's List. I'd seen the videos, but it hits you much more in the heart when you see it in person. Musk had been expected to make the visit on Tuesday and take part in this memorial service together with political figures attending the European Jewish Association conference in Krakow, but showed up at the Nazi death camp on Monday as well. He came a day early. 
Due to schedule concerns before Musk's arrival to the European Jewish Association's conference, he took part in a private visit to Auschwitz-Birkenau with EGA chairman Rabbi Menachem Margolin, Ben Shapiro, and Holocaust survivor Gideon Lev. Musk laid a wreath at the wall of death and took part in a short memorial ceremony and service by the Birkenau Memorial, the EJA said in an email. Anyway, it goes on from there, but you get the idea. Well, so I guess it's the only uh, genocide that uh, that really matters when it comes down to it. Forget about what's happening in South Africa now, or forget about the Holodomor, obviously, or things like this. Uh, there's there, there can be only one. <laughs> That's how it goes, right? <clears throat> uh, Stu Peters. I'm glad he's doing this. Uh, he was shown fake Holocaust footage during a recent visit to Auschwitz. I'm not sure how much of this was, was filmed or, you know, it wasn't televised, but it was... I'm not sure if some of it was streamed or something, or if this was just videos uploaded after the fact. I tried to find some of these videos that that uh, uh, he's showing here, but but this is true. Soviet propaganda reenactment film was shown and passed off as real footage from wartime Auschwitz. Uh, that is true. While Elon was at Auschwitz, they rolled out a big movie screen to play footage from the concentration camp. Yep. Do you know what the problem with that is? It's fake. It's footage that we have been shown for decades from Auschwitz, and it was filmed after World War II by the Soviets. It was propaganda by definition. And that's not the only thing fake about that place. The gas chambers, the crematoriums, so often discussed, they were destroyed at the end of World War II, if they were ever there in the first place. And they were reconstructed later for demonstration purposes by guess who? The Soviets. And you know what the icing on the cake of all of this is? For decades, we were told that over 4 million people were murdered at Auschwitz. We were told that they were gassed and tossed into ovens like an assembly line from hell. This number was recorded in history books. It was repeated on television. It was even etched into stone in 19 different languages at the site of the former camp itself. Anyone who questioned it was called an anti-Semite. And it's not just an anti-Semite, but an anti-Semite of the worst order, if you question that. But in the early 90s, it was admitted that less than half of those previously claimed had died at Auschwitz. They updated the As number. the Chicago Tribune reported in a 1992 article called, quote, Fixing the Numbers at Auschwitz. Gone now from the memorials are the 19 inscriptions that said in 19 languages that 4 million people died here. The memorials are blank because they were wrong. Jewish and Polish scholars of the Holocaust now agree that the Auschwitz death toll was less than half the 4 million cited here for four decades. The actual number was probably between 1.1 million and 1.5 million, the report said. And of course, then we could talk about how that happened and why and who bombed the supply line. All these questions, right? But uh, he's, he's asking them. That's good. So, yes, but it is true, the, the, uh, the video there, right, the photos. And in fact... We have even Anne Frank's sister, of all uh, things, uh, actually talking about this, uh, how the photos of the so-called liberation and all that was was staged, right? And, of course, if it was staged, then I said, well, no, no, they, they, they recreated exactly as it really had happened, you see? No, it was staged. They could have done anything and exaggerated anything. Listen to this. And something I wanted to point out to you, um, you know, there are many pictures about the Russian liberating Auschwitz, and there's never any snow. And the snow was honestly that high. Mm-hmm. And so uh, 
have some connection with the Russian embassy, and I was there once, and I said, something puzzles me. Those photos are fakes, because there's no snow. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> Where are you going with this? Whirly, the uh, Good Morning Britain host, uh, <laughs> squirts out there. <laughs> they are not fakes, but mm -hmm. when the army came, they didn't have cameras, they didn't photograph. Mm. So only much later, when they realized we should have pictures of it, they took pictures, right. like you see now, but this is definitely not in Auschwitz and not the liberation of our the, the, There were not that many people with clothes and children and no snow. Right, no snow. fascinating. So I fascinating. think historically we should point this out. And get it right. And get it right, that's right. We gotta get, we gotta, re we gotta ready, get it right. We gotta, we gotta say the Soviets totally did not uh, embellish anything here after after the fact, <laughs> by the way. All right, anyway, we're not going to go down a rabbit hole today on this issue. We've done uh, uh, shows on this in the past, and of course, uh, as again, there are people in prison for, for, for raising these kinds of questions. <laughs> that's how insane it is. And that's how, that's how you know it's really the truth as well. That's how you know that the, the, it, it doesn't... You know, it, it totally stands on its own. Totally can tolerate people just quite raising some simple questions about this. Wait a minute. I think one of the most, one of the best ones I've seen is called One Third of the Holocaust. Uh, and it basically shows you uh, the kind of the mechanics of this or um, the engineering. Get them in a cold, you know, cold hearted, but that's how you have to view this. Not emotionally like, wait, okay, wait, shush. You know, it's like, stop. Okay, stop. Let's analyze this. Let's look at the numbers. Let's look at the engineering, the graphs, the stats. How is how is this possible? Like, how would you pull this off? You know, kind of thing. And it does a great job at at looking at that. And uh, one of the favorite parts in that is when he's like, you know, you know, Germans were really good engineers. This is how they actually would have done. It. <laughs> he's just like, they put a conveyor belt here. Here's a huge, massive. Uh, I forget what they call like. It's just an urn with like you know, huge like uh, or a huge high really really high temperatures in it and stuff like that um it's uh, it's a good one anyway so you have that uh good stuff <clears throat> go back here all right so we're gonna look at a little bit of the the war situation here because of course we have we have world war ii but basically they want to have it looks like looks right now like they want to have a, a, a new major war in Europe. And, and be that, you know, called a world war later, whatever. It was never even called that at the time, I think, especially the first one. But, uh, yeah, the, the Great War, the Great European War, I think it was called for a long time. But anyway, uh, they basically are planning a war with various European nations and Russia, be that NATO or not. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll have a couple of pieces in this here. But let's begin here. Because, of course, much of this uh, has its roots now in the Ukraine-Russia uh, war, the conflict there. Right? Pentagon has no more money for Ukraine as it hosts a meeting of 50 allies on support for Kiev. Interesting. The United States is out of money for Ukraine, unable to send ammunition and missiles that the government in Kiev needs to fend off Russia's inv invasion. With the aid caught up in domestic politics... 
The Biden administration on Tuesday came empty-handed for the first time as host of the monthly meeting of about 50 nations that coordinate support for Ukraine. The group was established by Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin in April 2024, uh, 2022. I mean. While waiting for Congress to approve money for Ukraine's fight, Washington will look to allies to keep bridging the gap. I urge this group to dig deep to provide Ukraine with more life-saving ground-based air defense systems and interceptors, Austin said in opening remarks broadcast from his home where he's recuperating after prostate cancer surgery. Um, yeah, so they're out of money, I guess. In Brussels, NATO Secretary Jens Stoltenberg announced a 1.2 billion joint contract to buy more than 222,000 rounds of 155 millimeter ammunition. The rounds are some of the most heavily used munitions in the war, and the contract will be used uh, to backfill allies that have pushed their own reserves to Kiev. So that's the other part of this too, right? Russia is like in a war economy. They're doing great. They're producing massive amounts of munitions now. All these European countries are running out. We don't have militaries. We don't have men. We don't have anything. And these fucking lunatics, be they in Washington or Brussels or whatever, are of course continuing to egg on the situation. And basically, we, well, we, you know, we have to go die now in a war against all of Russia. It's just the situation in Ukraine, again, is so, such a travesty. And I, I can't, there's, I mean, it's not that many, it's not that many, it's like maybe, maybe maybe 20, maybe 20 people, it's, it's not that many, but it's, it means that there is a, you know, there, that's a small sample, but that means there are people out there who think if you're against, and I'll frame it like this, if you're against using Ukrainians by Washington and Brussels and these other Zog countries against Russia, because whatever for whatever reason, that's the perceived enemy. They were wanted to help destroy Russia. That's what it is. Be they controlled by their own, you know, wing of Chabad or whatever the hell it is that's going on over there. It's not because it's you know based that they're fighting it, even if they tell you that it is, or like secretly they're Nazis or <laughs> dumb gay answer they have. But if you're not for killing Ukrainians, depleting European resources, making everybody bankrupt, uh, shutting down now the energy reserves in Europe and all that. Obviously, then you're a Putin shill, right? That's just how it kind of how the narrative kind of goes. Uh, no, I think it's a travesty. Well, well, what should they have done then, Henrik? Well, they should have negotiated over the eastern parts of Ukraine, and they basically should have handed over that to Russia. That's what they should have done. And they should not have allow, allowed a Jewish cokehead like Zelensky in there to take the reins of the country and drive it into the ground the way he has. And talk about NATO membership and talk about nukes and having bio labs on their fucking soil. Like, oh, they made a d- bunch of dumb decisions. And that's certainly not the people's fault. But they're the ones taking the brunt end of this. And call me crazy, but I don't like seeing half a million or million, whatever it is now, young Ukrainian, European men die in this useless, pointless uh, war that's being egged on and drummed on by Washington and Brussels and Tel Aviv or whatever the hell it is. Re- re- let's read this here. Is a post... Uh, I just got back from Ukraine where I was visiting some friends. Everything we have heard about what's happening in Ukraine is a lie. The reality is darker, bleaker, and unequivocally hopeless. There's no such thing as Ukraine winning this war. By their estimates, they have lost over one million of their sons, fathers, and husbands. An entire generation is gone. That's more. That's like that's three generations. Even in the Southwest where the anti-Russian sentiment is long-standing, citizens are reluctant or straight-up scared to publicly criticize Zelensky. They will go to jail. In every village and town, the streets, shops, and restaurants are mostly absent of men. 
The few men who remained are terrified of leaving their homes for fear of being kidnapped into conscription. Some have resorted to begging friends to breaking their legs to avoid service. Army search parties take place early in the morning when men leave their homes to go to work. They ambush and kidnap them off the streets, and within three to four hours they get listed in the army, taken away straight to the front lines with minimal or no training at all. It's a death sentence. It's getting worse by the day where I was staying. A dentist had just been taken by security forces on his way to work, leaving behind two small children. Every day, three to five bodies keep arriving from the front lines. Mothers and wives fight tooth and nail with the armed forces, beg and plead not to have their men taken away. They try bribing, which sometimes works, but most of the time they're met with physical violence and death threats. The territory celebrates celebrated as having been won back from Russia has been reduced to rubble and is uninhabitable. Regardless, there is no one left to live there, and displaced families will likely never return. The way, uh, or they see the way the war has been reported at home and abroad, it's a joke and propaganda. They say, look around, is this winning? Worse, some have been hoaxed into believing that once Ukrainians' forces are exhausted, American soldiers will come in to replace them and, quote, win the war. There's no ambiguity in these people. The war was for nothing. A travesty. The outcome was always and is clear. The people are hopeless, utterly destroyed, and living in an un unending nightmare. They're pleading for an end, any end, most likely the same peace that could have been achieved two years ago. And again, that's what we said. It sucks, maybe, but you have to sit down and negotiate. You have CIA coups going back to 2014. A travesty. I mean, it's just sickening seeing the way that they hyped this war and the fake patriotism around it. It was never about never about Ukraine or Ukrainian uh, nationalism or sovereignty or anything like that. It was All of this was just about using Ukrainians for as long as you could. Reasonably, you could say it was also about using a country that has some of the strongest nationalism in Europe in order to get both it destroyed and then using it against, you know, Russia, against their, uh, you know, their perceived enemy. And I mean, the, these crazy, you know, from Newland and all these people, the State Department, the U.S., this is what they've been trying to do for, for years, years. Uh, and now they finally, now they finally got it. But it didn't go to the, the way they wanted to, right? Or maybe, maybe the destruction of Ukraine was the point. Anyway, it says here, they're pleading for an end, any end, most likely the same peace that could have been achieved two years ago. In their minds, they have already lost, for their sons, fathers, and husbands are gone and their country has been destroyed. There's no victory that can uh, change that. Make no mistake. They are angry with Putin, as they should. It doesn't say that, but I'm, I'm adding that. Of course, it's that's still an aggressive force, an aggressor. Is it right? No. But if you have someone bigger attacking you and you realize, all right, well, we'll fight to the death. Okay, well, then you're all dead. Or, or, or was it... Or should you have listened to the warnings? And of course, they, they didn't, right? Which again included nukes, NATO membership, EU membership, and they're fast-tracking them into that now, right? Bioweapons, labs, and all this shit. Basically, letting the U.S. and Washington use them as their little um, washing machine, essentially, right? All the uh, money laundering through the country and all the corruption. Anyway, so that, that's, that's the price. And, and none of the people in, in Ukraine deserves that, obviously. Um, but they, that's just a, that's part of it. It's, it's the same thing with our countries, in a sense, right? It's like, well, there's war, they're killing them. In our countries, 
we have the pedophile scum at the top leading us and therefore also destroying us, right? Replacing us, uh, attacking us in much different means, but the end result is still the same if it continues. It's us minimized and essentially gone and being minorities in our own countries. Anyway, they're also angry with Zelensky and the West. They have lost everything. Worst of all, hope and faith and cannot comprehend why Zelensky wishes to continue the current trajectory, the one of human devastation. Yeah, I wonder. He's just a uh, cokehead uh, operative. I didn't witness the war, but what I saw was absolutely heartbreaking. Shame on the people, regardless of their intentions, who have supported this war. And shame on the media for continuing to lie about it. Yeah, that's how they drum it up. And apparently you got a bunch of uh, community notes or whatever it was. Like, oh, you didn't. She, she was never there. She really didn't go, whatever. Uh, but she showed her uh, passport stamp from there and stuff like that. All right. Fucking sad. You know what I mean? Absolutely sad. And so the expansion with NATO is happening. And now they're drumming up uh, massive amounts of, well, fear on one on one end in Western countries uh, of a conflict with Russia. And, and I think they'll, they'll probably go there, to be honest. They will probably go. If they can pull it off, they will pull it off. We'll have to see. NATO's largest exercise since the Cold War just kicks off here today. The U.S. Navy dock landing ship Gunston Hall left port on Wednesday to mark the first movement for the largest NATO exercise, as the Cold War official said. Some 90,000 troops from the United States and fellow, what are they going to shit everywhere? Remember that story from Norway? That's, <laughs> that's some NATO, uh, and it's specifically American, I think it was specifically American troops. And uh, oh, let me see if I can find it. There's one, it's one great post. Let me see if I can find that while, while we read this. But yeah, they, they had, it was, it was a NATO drill, primarily American troops. It was somewhere in Norway. And apparently they had like shat all over like people's lawns and stuff. And they didn't like bury it or some, something like that. Let me see if I can find that. I think it was, was it they had a, a, a post on that, like the NATO uh, not the NATO, but well, American troops is, is, is NATO. NATO is Washington of sorts, right? That that's that's who kind of controls the thing, right? Primarily. Let me see if I can find that real quick. It was it was a funny one. Yeah, here it is. Here it is. Um, and it was re- regarding Sweden, right? Because you know we're and potentially entering into NATO, and we'll be dragged into all this shit as well. We used to be neutral. So Fredrik here says, Free Times, good uh, independent paper in Sweden says, How Swedes imagine the cool American soldiers who would be allowed to occupy our country looks versus how they actually look. So this is what they what they think it is, right? Uh, but that's the yeah, that's your NATO troops. So that's I guess that's the primary of the crowd because of course they can't you know they can't get any white guys in there now. Luckily, uh, but you know this is the great this is the great Western alliance defense alliance that we got to be part of. NATO will save the white race. <laughs> Same thing with the, the EU will, will also save the white race as they replace us. It's some of the most retarded things I've ever heard within nationalist circles. Go NATO, go EU. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Anyway, uh, some 90,000 troops from the United States and fellow NATO allied nations are due to join the Steadfast Defender 2024 drill or drills. It will run through May. 50 ships from aircraft carriers to destroyers will take part as well. 80 fighter jets, helicopters, drones, at least 1,100 combat vehicles, including 133 tanks and 533 
infantry fighting vehicles. You got to get the 33 in some of these articles here. But anyway, so uh, that's happening. NATO drill. And uh, brings me back to uh, the golden one here, too, because, yeah, you had that little spat, right, with, with Hungary right now. They're actually, Hungary is visiting Sweden. This is yesterday. Um, Orban said here, today I sent an invitation letter to Prime Minister Ulf Kisteson, the uh, Prime Minister for, for Sweden, for a visit to Hungary to negotiate on Sweden's NATO accession. Or, yes, ascension, I thought it called, but anyway. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. And we'll see if they actually go. Now, I forget directly. I think they, the criticism Hungary had, if I remember the situation correct, was basically that Sweden is taking part of like slamming Hungary as like undemocratic. And, uh, you know, basically it's the, the, these uh, same, these like EU charges against it. It's like violating human rights and because they don't want to let in refugees and stuff like that. And with all the problems that Hungary has with Orban and, and the same thing with, with Putin, right? It's like no, none... None of us are deluding ourselves that these are like perfect places that are based and pro-white or something, you know, pro-whatever. But they're, but they're slightly more, slightly, just slightly more friendly, you know, into to like their own people uh, if you compare it to the West. Uh, but Orban, uh, you know, and, and uh, uh, the whole political system over there is still going after, you know, people. And I'll show you in a moment another funny, kind of funny thing that happened in Hungary, like a coup attack. Coup attempt and the fact that they take it seriously is, is kind of funny. But anyway, the Golden said, "Victor, please keep Sweden out of NATO." And it was all the and it was all these like you know, oh yeah, Putin shill <laughs> shit like that. He said, getting accused of sympathizing with Putin, Putin for not wanting Sweden to be part of NATO. Uh, I would not be even be allowed into Russia, and if I somehow got in, I would soon be arrested for being a fascist, as the Putin regime are fond of calling European nationalists. Believe me, I'm not sympathetic towards Putin. You do not have to choose between Washington and Moscow, and that's true. Uh, absolutely, and we, we've said the same. It's like you just, if you're stuck between a rock and a hard place, you take a step forward. There's there's a different way. There's third ways, fourth ways, fifth ways. Uh, so that's, a, it's not hard, but it's this like, you know, it's like, oh, you don't want Ukrainians dying by like millions? You Putin shill, he's not based. What do you what do you don't care about? It's like I'm, no one is saying no one is saying that. And even if it was like in, in, like five years ago, it's like oh okay, they like they at least they're talking against like the LGBTQ agenda. And it's like okay, good for them. But that doesn't mean they're like <laughs> but other issues that are they're they're just as bad as the West, right? It's like do you want the anti-West West or do you want to have a BRICS Eurasian version of the anti-West? So it's like well neither, obviously. You know what I mean, but that doesn't make it right to uh, to underwrite or support you know this this massacre of Ukrainians, which has been completely idiotic and useless and and pointless travesty and basically just a, a genocide. You could call it, I think, to be honest. It, it's just and you know many of us talked about that early on in the process. Completely put you completely useless. Like just don't don't do it. Don't do it. We'll get slaughtered. And, of course, on top of that, now we've depleted, as I said, resources in Europe, uh, money, energy, like this whole thing. Just this chaos, a domino uh, of, of chaos has, has descended upon us because of this shit. Uh, Nordic Frontier. Hey, buddy. The white race has all the diversity it needs. A video here. Shorty, shorty but a goody. I, I hey, buddy. Have you embraced our uh, diversity?
Hey, buddy. There you go. Good one, but a shorty. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. Uh, good to see you as always. Hope you're doing well, Andreas. Ryan Triple G says Zog specializes in pitting minority or underdog population against majority or dominant populations, using them, then discarding them. They've always used it as a shield, right? It's never been. I was looking into the NAACP the other day as well. And you had, granted, you had like a couple of, where did my wiki treads go here? A couple of, uh, you know, Gentile, a couple of goys. But they were, you know, Marxist socialists, right? So you have that kind of aspect. And then you, well, what's the root of that? Okay, they're infected with this other mind virus. But anyway, uh, the NAACP, right? You had Mary White Ovington was one of them. But then you had, the other one was, uh, let me see here. What's his name again? William English Walling was the other guy. And of course, he was married, I found out, to Anna Stronsky, uh, which was a uh, Jewish American socialist, right? An advocate for socialism. The worst kind of socialism, not national socialism, but international socialism. Uh, and of course, it said here, where did the where did the line go? Yeah, I don't I don't have it here, so I could pull it up for you. But yeah, NAACP. Moskowitz was one of the primary guys behind it, right? Uh, NAACP you know, is a national advancement for African. What is it against? They're <laughs> basically using blacks against like white society. You know what I mean? Uh, Henry Moskowitz was a Romanian Jewish emigre. Moskowitz was active in the Ethnical Culture Society, or I'm sorry, eth- ethnical. Yeah, that not far, not a far step. We just add an N in there. Ethical Culture Society as an associate leader. Moskowitz's involvement in the NAACP was indicative of early Jewish support. Lillian Wald, Rabbi Emil G. Hirsch, and Rabbi Stephen S. Wise were also founders. The Springarn brothers served as officers, and Jacob Schiff. And Julius Rosenwald and Herbert Lehman contributed funds. So yes, it's not about that they think blacks are, are so great and we have to protect these people and stuff. No, it's, as you say, right, it's by using minorities and other groups, other racial groups as a shield, as a, could argue, maybe as a diversion to kind of how, how they're doing with Islam and Muslims in West and stuff like that. Of just like, hey, look at, hey, look at me, right? Um, here's where the problem is, you know, kind of thing. And it is a problem still, but then you, you know, kind of forget about who did this to you and who's at the top, right? But yeah, that's how it goes. Thank you, Ryan. Good to see you. Okay. So we have that. Here's the, since we're on Hungary, right? Because Golden One talking, talking about Hungary, like, Orban, please, please make sure you, uh, <laughs> please make sure that you, uh, keep Sweden out of NATO. You could you like do do this one favor for us, thanks. And here's <laughs> Hungary police raids target suspected coup plotters. Like really? Okay, a coup? A coup in Hungary? Is this like is this George Soros? What's going on with this here? Is this uh, is this some like uh, you know an apple bomb EU driven uh, uh, Victoria Newland type thing? Or what, what's going on here? Well, uh, let's read a little bit. Hungarian police said on January 24th that they had detained three people after raids against a group they said was preparing to, quote, take control of the country and form a Scythian Hungary. Paste. Scythians were nomads. We're back. Scythian bros were back. Scythians were nomads who lived between the 9th and the 2nd century BC, and a fringe of the Hungarian far right scene claims to be of Scythian ethnicity. They didn't die out, did they? They they became other 
groups, right? But anyway, they do this. It's kind of like, it, I guess it's for them. It's like kind of how people in like uh, Scandinavia and stuff are like identify with like Viking heritage, right? Or, you know, even pre-Viking heritage or Goths or, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, group you want to find going back a few hundred years to a few thousand years. It's like, oh, they, that doesn't really exist anymore. And that's it's like, well, it's the, the, the people are there. That's like they, they didn't all die out. They, even if they called themselves something different 300 years later or something, they're still there. About 150 authors. This is, it seems like such a huge overreaction to this, though. It's crazy. About Where did I get to the ages here? About 150 officers carried out raids at 10 locations in Budapest and elsewhere in central Hungary said the National Bureau of Investigations, basically their FBI, which handles serious crime. They questioned seven men and a woman, detaining three of them, of the men aged between 53 and 88, <laughs> the statement added. <laughs> the eight suspects were preparing to take control of our country and also threatened to disarm Hungarian police and soldiers if they resisted. And, and how are these 53 to 88-year-olds going to... <laughs> how is three guys that ended up... Meaning, I assume then that means if it was seven men and a woman, eight in total, but they only ended up detaining three of them, aged between 53 and 88. How, how are those three people between 53 and 88 that plausibly only provided some kind of credible threat here, how would they be able to exactly take control of Hungary? And also threatened to disarm Hungarian police and soldiers if they resisted. A video posted on a video sharing social media site in November 2023, in which group members, quote, declared the formation of Scythian Hungary. Police also seized weapons, including firearms and machine guns during the raids, the statement added. It added the group had planned to arrest former and current members of the government. During 2022 census, some 2,400 people in Hungary's 9.7 million said they spoke Scythian. Really interesting. I'd like to hear that uh, dialect. Uh, all right. Anyway. Let me see. What is this? In 2023, Alfred Pox, a doctor known for denying the danger of COVID-19 infections, submitted an initiative to have Scythians officially recognized as one of the national... Ah, uh, okay. I see what they're doing here. As one of the national minorities in Hungary. They're, they're tying together. Hey, look, he's a, he's a COVID denier. This is crazy, dangerous stuff. Didn't Orban like push the vax and stuff like that? Didn't he? Were they better? I don't think they were better on lockdowns or anything like that. Um, okay, but anyway, in December, the parliament overwhelmingly voted against the proposal after the Hungarian Academy and Science, Science has stated that there were neither physical nor legal conditions for the recognition of Scythians living as a living minority. Fascinating. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, anyway, I think that's enough. <laughs> but you get the point. It's like, really? Is this really such a huge issue? Like these... Uh, here's some Scythian revival movement. Got some uh, sirens out there. All right. Anyway. Hope everything is okay. All right. Um, so anyway, you got, you got that going in Hungary, which is like kind of similar as in, uh, as in R Russia, right? They're just like, here's some... What some like I would assume here's some far right group, and then you have still the Orbans or the Putins like kind of clamping, going after them and stuff like that, right? So I'm not sure what, what what's up with this Scythian <laughs> revival movement or whatever. I think it's kind of funny in one end, but obviously this was not a real threat against the country, but still they had to do that. The only only caveat I would put here is that it's some kind of 
But they wouldn't go that way, would they? If it was like a Soros-funded thing or something, that would you that would be left-wing groups that they organize like this, and then say that Warban is like clamping down unjustly on them or something like that, right? These are probably just people that are like more to the right than than Orban, and then they just decide to like, oh, let's 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 signal and also show show everyone what centrists we are or something. I don't know where we'll come out of that, but anyway, that's uh, that's uh, Hungary for you right there. And of course, there's a link between Ukraine and Hungary too through the Scythians, right? Scythian golds will be returned to Ukraine. It was a battle. It was in Amsterdam for a while. It was a battle over where should it go back after Russia annexed Crimea. And the Netherlands like, well, we're not going to give it back there then. And apparently it's going to be returned to Ukraine. Only, I would assume, to be robbed and melted once, uh, you know, I guess I guess now thanks to the non-negotiation approach by Washington and Brussels. I, I guess you will see like a Russia just fully on, just invading into the country then or something like that. Whereas I don't think that was probable before if they would have like actually tried to sort this out in some kind of capacity. Now it's probably more likely, to be honest, which makes the situation even more aggravating. But anyway, we'll see. Uh, that's what. But you know, again, that's why they're ramping up with NATO and shit like that. And that's why all these other countries, um, by the way, are basically preparing for war. We had their, that built uh, story from a few days ago. Uh, let me see if I can find that real quick. I've got to pull it up. Maybe I can find... Let me see if I can find that in the... Uh, yeah, it's funny. Someone sent me a link to a keyboard. This keyboard just sucks. Yeah, here it is, I think. Uh, is this the one? Yeah, exactly. Here it is. This will set the groundwork for this a little bit. If you if you missed this one last time, we, co- we covered it. Um, the Bundeswehr, the German army, is basically preparing for attack, a Russian attack, right? Tens of thousands of German soldiers sh- would be deployed... Uh, they're talking about this scenario basically in, what was it by 2027 or something? Oh, this is not the whole piece. Okay, well, whatever. I, I think we had uh, uh, we had the story at some point. <sighs> Shit, was this the one? Maybe that was the one. Hang on, maybe this was the one. Yeah, anyway, point, point being, they're drumming up war right? like crazy. Here it is. Okay, here's here's the passage I want to read from the story. Germans army, Germany's army is preparing for a Russian attack. Tens of thousands of German soldiers would be deployed by the left green liberal government, and according to a classified document obtained by the Bild newspaper, Russian and Western actions are precisely described in the classified document. The scenario begins next month, February 2024, and culminates in the deployment of hundreds of thousands of NATO soldiers and a an outbreak of the war in the summer of 2025. So it feels like they're preparing something. That's what I'm saying. It feels like they're planning this. They want this. They want to agitate the situation. They want to make this the inevitable outcome. They used Russia to destroy Ukraine. They'll use that as an excuse to maybe have NATO troops, you know, go to war with Russia, potentially to destroy Russia. Unless, of course, we're just so inept and so far behind because we're so weak now, a bunch of pussies and we just a bunch of like replaced by a bunch of migrants and stuff. And, you know, they're going to go, are they going to go and line up to, to fight Russia for our countries? Forget about it. Of course not. Uh, that maybe we would not fare that well in a war against Russia. Not that we should go to war with them, but I'm saying even if that just, if that actually happened. 
In other words, you have a bunch of Europeans going to war with each other again. And, and who would benefit from this? Germany weighs allowing foreign citizens into the army. I, allowing? Who would go to sign up? No, none of these people would sign up. The only other way would be if you're like four. The, there's maybe one silver lining in this and would be like, if a war breaks out and is as crazy as it's been in Ukraine with like, like mandatory conscriptions and stuff, maybe a lot of those people would leave, but they would they would they would probably group together and start a civil war. I mean, they're already kind of at war with us, but you know, like even more organized and actively against the government of our countries. You'd you'd see some you know crime gang Muslim non-white alliance against like European countries that would want to conscript these people and get them into a war with Russia. Some of them might leave, but majority, maybe not. I don't know. Germany's army could welcome recruits from both EU and Canada countries. But you know what they mean when they say this, that they mean migrant populations, right? As senior lawmakers reveals, uh, this could enhance the Bundeswehr's diversity and offer a faster way to acquire German citizenship. <clears throat> Here you go. Go fight in the military. We'll give you citizenship. UK. Army chief says people of UK are pre-war generation who must be ready to fight Russia. Ministry of Defense declares, clar sorry, clarifies it has no plans for conscription after General Sir Patrick Sanders says UK should take steps to place society on war footing. Well, there are rumors about this now that basically the army are so is so small. Do they have the graph in here? No. It has shrunk to such an extent that they basically are talking about how we have to basically do conscription. Uh, other news sources beyond Guardian have talked about that. That's how insane it is right right now. Let me keep. Uh, let me show this clip here too. You'll get, you'll get a better idea. <clears throat> says here, British citizens should be trained and equipped to fight in a potential war with Russia. Military chief says. Um, General Patrick Sanders has warned members of the British public they may have to be called upon to fight in the event of war because the military is too small. We'll play that clip in a moment. Do they have the graph? Why can't they just link that up? All right, okay. Anyway, listen to uh, listen to this mad madness here. With, with, with everything, and look at even, look at the titling of the video. There's a 1939 feel to the world right now. Oh my gosh. So with with everything that's happened, both in Russia and in the EU, is it's still it's still Nazis somewhere. It's not national socialism is on the rise again, and we have to go to war, and we have to kill more Europeans. Okay. If we go to war with Russia, uh, we could find that our youth uh, may have to be conscripted. That's a bit alarming. Yes, head of the British Army, one of the most cerebral thinkers that we've got, a strategist. We need to listen and listen carefully. Uh, we've been too complacent. I think I've said this many times with you. What's coming over the horizon should shock us. It should worry us. And we are not prepared. We've had a couple of decades, three decades or so since the Cold War. Life has gone well. It's now going to get more difficult as authoritarian states exploit our timidity, our perhaps reluctance to really put fires out. And the best example of that is uh, a democracy on the, on the uh, corner of Eastern Europe that in its third year is now uh, in conflict and we've not resolve that. So Patrick Saunders is saying, prepare for what's coming over the horizon. There is 
1939 feel to the world right now. These authoritarian states are rearming. Uh, there's a risk averseness about uh, the West in wanting to deal with that. And Aaron, uh, institutions, global institutions such as the United Nations, um, aren't able to uh, hold these errant nations to account. In fact, the UN, I'd go further, is reaching its League of Nations moment unless it's reformed. So that's where the world is heading. We need to wake up. Yeah, what was it that we need a real, a real uh, UN that's more pro-Israel? To that, there's a mindset now. This is not pro-Israel enough of this era of insecurity uh, that uh, we're heading towards, and but we're still on a peacetime defense budget of just two percent. That does need to change. And the Red Sea is a great example that if you don't... So, guys, you thought it was bad with, like, you know, n no energy, inflation, rising uh, uh, food costs, no housing, mass migration, open border. Well, you gotta, gotta prepare to tough it up, stiff up a lips. Huh? You gotta, you gotta, let's, hmm, let's go to war. Let's go fight Russia. That's exactly what we need right, right about now. This is really the most important thing right now is to, to go after Putin. Don't step forward if, you don't, uh, if you're not robust in dealing with those that are testing the, 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 uh, the envelope. Um, it will be our uh, weakness will be exploited and it will affect our economy. Oh, the oh, it will affect the economy? Well, that's it then. Go to war with Russia for the GDP. You fucking cuck. And it's just like, oh, oh, we're timid. They're taking up. Maybe you shouldn't have done away with the British Empire then, huh? Maybe you shouldn't have given it away. It's funny how it's like this full circle, full circle. I mean, these people don't have the historical perspective on these kinds of issues, but it's like this here we, it's back. Here we are back again. And it's yes, it's, a you know, weakness and, and, and danger and hard times great hard man and all that and you know we we're, we're lucky at least that that will hope i hope that that cycle is there you know I, I hope we'll stand up again but not to go to war with russia like to kick out our own fucking leaders they're trying to get us into a war with russia and drumming uh, the the war drums in the kind of way that they have that's what we need take control back of our countries again actually be on good footing with other european nations as opposed to it kicking out all these Begin just begin with illegal and criminal migrants, and then we'll do, then we'll take it from there when we're done with that part. It's just you know, it's just uh, well, you, you you gave it all away. You gave up your country. You gave it away. You stepped to the side. You 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 chose speaking generally now of like the trend of Britain. Gave it all away, and now you find yourself here in a weakened position. No one wants to fight your wars, luckily, and I hope no one goes and joins. Hope they fight the government instead. Hope there's a war. I, I, it's, it's at the risk of sounding like a hippie, but I, 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 you could wish in this case that it's like they declare war, but no one shows up. You know what I mean? Like it's because fighting for these nations that we have now, no. Everything they've done to turn their backs on us, stab us in the back, replace us, imprison us for hate crime for standing up for our nations and and now they want your patriotic you know juices flowing as they prepare a a, a a war massive war with russia all right it's just incredible yeah more white people dead that's what they want that's what this is about it's it's a plan I, i'm convinced of it they're planning war they want a war between more european nations that's what they want Britain, UK, Poland. Uh, we showed that headline the other day of Poland. Um, right, the uh, you have to you have to be prepared to 
register yourself, if that's the right term they used at the uh, at the army, at the conscription service, essentially, within six hours or potentially fail, <laughs> potentially face jail uh, sentences, right? That, that's, that's the new Donald Tusk's uh, Poland here, the former EU head they've taken over. He's gonna he's gonna ruin Poland so fast, and I didn't comment on it with with, with Ukraine, but yeah, it's most likely that they will replace all these lost generations of Ukrainian men with Arabs and Africans and Sub-Saharan Africans and all kinds of manners of peoples from all over the world are gonna pour into these countries once there's a war and just like ha ha, we got you, you know, kind of thing. That's what I'm saying again. Don't do it. Don't fight their wars. You might not like Putin. You might not like Russia. I don't either. But don't go, don't go to war. Don't don't fight. Don't don't fight them. This is not our this is not our conflict. It's they, they're doing this to us. All right, here's based Russia. Right, Russia launches project to attract workers from African nation. The Kenyan government says negotiations are ongoing for Moscow to employ some ten thousand people from Nairobi. People are say, well, they're just guest workers. They go, Putin's going to send them back. This is still very based. It's like, well, that's what they said in European countries too. Okay, all the Turks in Germany, they were just temporary guest workers. Tons of people everywhere in, in European countries now that that are there, and generations of them following because they were just they were just guest workers, <laughs> right? So no, they're not going to. They might do it a couple of years in the beginning, but then eventually these people are going to scream for rights and citizenships, and we want uh, welfare too. And you know, here we go. So here's your great here's your great BRICS option heading up the BRICS countries, right? Going down the exactly the same path as the West while calling West racists. It's just all so cringe and dumb. Uh, where's the uh, remix piece here? Yeah. Poland's new government moves to crack down on hate speech. <laughs> and a strong stand against government plans to penalize, is it penalize what it calls, quote, hate speech. Unquote. Poland's Confederation Party asserts the need for free and unrestricted public discourse. Uh, well, oh, is that actually a good one then? Is that what they're saying? I'm, I'm kind of ironically reading that here, but I, I guess they're they're the ones fighting against it, I would assume. Just a picture of... Here we go. Where's the picture of this guy? We got to show... We got to show this guy here. Yeah, Deputy Minister Smizek. Let me see if I can find it. It was a wonderful picture that someone used. Uh, of course, it's the LGBTQ. It's the, the, the gay thing, right, again. Oh, is that is that him? Ah, shit. That was a great Telegram post. Let me Google that instead of doing that on Brave. Is this the guy? Yeah, here he is. <laughs> Check out this guy. Holy shit, he's 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 as old as me. Looks, ugh, my gosh. Look at this guy here. While, while we read that, let me let me leave that on there while we read this. Poland's new government is moving to limit freedom of speech and let, let me go full screen. Let me go full screen for you. So you can get a good look. Get a good look at this face here, folks. Are we here? Here we go. There we go. Here we go. Poland's new government is moving to limit freedom of speech and actively penalize so-called hate speech, a move that has been associated with stifling dissent and limiting opposition to issues surrounding mass immigration, religion, and LGBT issues in other European countries. Colon, Poland's Colons, yeah, Confederation Party is now voicing its opposition to new proposals outlined by left liberal coalition's government's agreement, which effectively will destroy free speech. The ruling coalition, as part of its coalition agreement, 
has announced that they want to penalize so-called hate speech. The current left-wing deputy minister justice of justice, Christoph Zmizek, from the New Left, has stated that his department is currently working on introducing these regulations. Hmm which will limit freedom of speech and public debate in Poland. We as a Confederate strongly oppose this, they said, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, where is it here? What the left understands by so-called hate speech in practice will mean speech hated by Minister Smizek, not necessarily speech that expresses hatred towards someone, but something that leftists disliked, he remarked. Well, even if you do express dislike towards someone, that should not be grounds for you censoring somebody. What do you have to? You have to love everybody. You can have no criticism of every of anybody now. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. Let me see here. Can we get an early life check here? He's just, I think, a uh, a gay man. Uh, could be, but anyway, who knows? Uh, okay. <laughs> Where's the LGBTQ thing here? So, yeah, Deputy Smizek announced this week's legislative changes to introduce criminal responsibility for what his party considers hate, hate speech against homosexuals. So he's gay, of course, himself. My, who could who could have guessed? Taking a, a quick glance at that. <clears throat> Time has come to ban disgusting, homophobic, discriminatory statements in the public sphere, declared Smizek, who is openly homosexual. Meanwhile, the European Parliament is calling on EU leadership to introduce incitement to hatred and hate crimes in the catalog of transnational crimes, which include terrorism and human trafficking. That's good. This is comparable now. If you have any kind of hate speech, so-called hate speech, it's comparable to terrorism and human trafficking. That's that's where where this is going. Absolutely fucking absurd. Insane. Maybe next time says, I'd rather stay in a four-star hotel and be waited on than to go fight a war. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, can we go to, like, Gulf countries and get a, a royal treatment? Maybe next time again says, just claim refugee status, dodge the draft, and stay in a four-star hotel, all expenses paid. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta do some face swap or brown face or something. You know, disguise yourself, I guess. Uh, but yeah, by any means necessary, stay out of it. Thank you. Maybe next time. Ryan Triple G, G again says, what's the matter, Goy? Don't you feel like fighting the country in which you can't afford to house, <laughs> to for a house, family, or food? Yeah, that's that's basically it. We stab you in the back, and now you don't want to go uh, f die in a meat grinder? Well, we, well, we don't, we will not, we will not use, you know, the, the, the new latest weapon technology that we have. We will just uh, give you, you know, Shitty equipment and low ammunition. We've got like the Soviet Union all over again, right? When the guy in front of you dies, just pick up his rifle because we don't have enough, okay? Thank you, Ryan. We've got a couple on uh, Rumble here as well. Let me take these. Comic combo deal. Good to see you, man. It says uh, psychopo psychopaths. And I should I need to expand that because it's cut off. One second here. What do we what do we got here? Oh boy, that, that chat thing is interesting. I mean, can I pop that? No, here we go. There it is. Psychopaths give us war to maintain their self-appointed positions. Yeah, it, it kind of, you're right. In a sense, when things are kind of beginning to turn against them in that kind of capacity, right? It's crisis after crisis. It's chaos. It's war. It's Maybe that's why they have this, this maybe that's why they have this, um, maybe not attitude, but strategy rather. 
strategy to like let's let's just flood them with problems and again and in a way that will kind of justify their existence right well they'll take care of us now <laughs> these these people we're like still pretending that there are adults in the room here which which there isn't there's no one around there's there's no one going to save us from this right skeletor 2 over on rumble says filling the european nations armies with non-whites and muslims will only lead to a coup or civil war once armed and in a position of power they will simply usurp power that, that, that's right as we got to kick him out now we got to kick him out as soon as possible when we have the uh, the uh, the advantage the rhetoric is getting there there's politicians now talking about repatriation is more common it's it's getting there but as we are getting there Yes, you will probably see these establishment lunatics just like, ah, well, in fact, we uh, we need to go to war right now, okay? They'll scare us into submission. They'll they'll use something. There will be terrorist attacks. There will be well, whatever they need to do, and then whether the whether it'll be you know blamed on Putin or some something or someone else that we need to go war Iran, I guess, on behalf of Israel, or you know, it'll be it will be some shit like that. Their Shurisker says, our patience has its limits. Prepare your fire extinguishers. Yes. And luckily, I guess, of sorts, as they're doing, they don't have an option. They can't really do it, though. That's the thing, right? They have to drive us out of the comfort zone to, to, to get us to go, like, to, you know, go to war, to, to do all these crazy things. But as they're driving us out of the comfort zone, we are running out of our patience and tolerance and acceptance and all those things, right? Okay. So we should. Can I do this real quick? I do want to. I, I have. We have to cover the the Darian Gap stuff too. Let me. Um, let's let's see if I can move quickly in this. Yeah. Wall Street Journal editor in chief admits to Davos elites we no longer own the news. <laughs> Well, I don't know someone owns the news, but yeah, maybe the Wall Street editor. Who's the Wall Street editor in chief? <laughs> yeah, I'm going off on tangents here already. We get the point. You get the point. You, you you know what I'm saying. Emma Tucker, really? Emma Tucker, huh? Interesting. Emma Tucker. Let me let me see. I can't I can't I can't help myself. We gotta we gotta we gotta do it. Let's uh, let's find out. Oh, is there no audio on that? That's too bad. That's a, that's a funny, funny bit to play right here. Because you got to have the, uh, the, the correct sound effects here. <clears throat> People educated at priori school lose. So I guess it was not a J in that. Is that too hard to follow? I think that's too hard to follow. Maybe the Brits will get that. Anyway, okay. Uh, no, but anyway. They, uh, they're losing the plot. That's what I'm saying. We, we, we no longer own the news. That's why, uh, that's why they're trying to get, uh, get us to believe that social media is over. That's why they're trying to control X, ladies and gentlemen, too. That's why they basically told uh, Elon Musk they have his testicles in a, uh, some kind of anvil uh, uh, thing, and his kids are, are basically being threatened, so he, he had to fall. But, uh, yeah, James Kirkpatrick, uh, writer for VDAR, of course, um, He's over on Amron as well. Great guy. Uh, it is a real sociological problem, right, with the declining birth rates. Russia suffering from this. China suffering from this. All Most countries suffering from this, except some third world countries. Something that makes me question the usefulness or re of reason and modern development. 
forget the West for a second. Consider that South Korea and Japan are suffering from these kinds of things as well, as you can see. You can't claim there's a hostile elite that's anti-Asian, but they're just won't, they just won't have families. It's modernity, comfort, it's all these things. Yes, it's price, it's expenses, feminism, migration. In, our, in the West, it's migration, anti-white leaders in the West, pedophiles in charge, the worst scum of, the, of scum, right? And in the EU, of course, you have this, you know, don't don't have children type thing. It's for, for the green economy, for or for the for, for climate, I guess. Right? Have fewer kids. Get a flight. Climate change now. It's too expensive. Oh, and also the refugee influx will help to uh, halt the decline in your population. That's where we're at. Get ready to be. Uh, to be replaced by robots, right? So that's, that's where we're at. All right, so we got to do this other segment. Otherwise, we'll never get to it. We got we got we got thirty minutes to cover that. So I'll do my I'll do my best here uh, to squeeze this in. We have to talk about the Darien Gap, right? And uh, let's begin with the, a couple of tweets here, a couple of photos that was shared by Michael Yon. Who's like an ex, uh, again, uh, Navy SEAL or something? I forget. Um, intelligence, or some kind of position, somewhat higher up in the military, I believe, or something like that. And uh, he's been tweeting out a lot of interesting things. Uh, not only about what's happening down at the Darien Gap in Panama, which is this area that's connecting, you know, Central America to America, uh, and this is the the, the 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 way they're doing it. But he's 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 accurately pointing out the basic of this operation is run, it's overseen by Hyas, the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society. And these guys are getting, they're dangerously close, and they're so close yet so far away. And we'll play an interview he did on, on Alex Jones. Let me, let me see how long that is, because we won't, might be, won't be able to time to play the whole thing. Uh, uh, we could do that. Yeah, it's about 10 minutes. It's kind of interesting. And they're so close, right? He shows uh, he shows screenshots of like the, the the offices that they're that they have. They have drone footage of them showing the highest building or like the the, the house that they're hire, you know, that they're renting there to oversee this operation down in the Darien Gap and stuff like that. And yes, there are Chinese people there. There are Chinese people that are helping to build the infrastructure of build of uh, bridges and highways and stuff to basically enable the invasion of the U.S. Right? But it's still just the Chaicoms. <laughs> so what? Why do we begin listening to that interview? Because it's so aggravating, right? It's like, well, it's it's overseen by highs. It's like, sure, there's other groups there too. It's IOM, right? The International Organization on Migration and stuff like that, right? But Hyas is like, this is what they do. This is their preeminent operation. They've been doing this for over 100 years in many Western countries. Just call them out as being the main organizing force of this. So here's the interview. Let's play a part of this here. And these constant debates with mayorgas about whether the border is broken or not. We know the names of the NGOs. We have the videos. We have the photos. We have them bragging about all of it and joining us is the great Michael Yan, and he's been down there at the border of South America into Panama, where there is a full CHICOM UN takeover, 
and yeah. all the videos of the roads, the bridges, the refugee centers, and now they built giant camps and roads and bridges and boats pulling up, just thousands of Chinese pouring across. I just took down into the jungle uh, Japanese journalist Masako Ganaha and Vandersteel, uh, Brett Weinstein, uh, and uh, Chris Martinson. Mm -hmm. Chris Martinson's been on your show before. And so I just took those four and some others down into the Darien Gap, and we went deep into the jungle, and we saw many things. And by the way, two days ago, weirdly, uh, this is the bridge that they're building down by Yavita, by the way. So this new bridge that they're building, this is, for instance, this, this map right there came out of a book, you know, with that red cover that you just saw. This is drone footage we just made. That's the new uh, road being built into the Darien Gap. And this bridge that's going over the Rio Chukanaka is near Yavitsa, right? Yavitsa is the road, at the, is, is the little town of about 2,000 people at the, the end of the road of Highway 1, the Pan American Highway. They're just destroying the Darien Gap, and they're also opening it up to South America, which would be a, a huge invasion route. The, the Darien Gap is essentially open at this point already. There's no paved road all the way through, but we have thousands of people come through a day at this point. We're just letting the Chi-Coms, everybody, come in, buy off the government, build bridges, set up UN camps, bring in all these people. Mayorkas goes and tours the camps. You caught him there. And then, and then they, they, they fund through State Department money this invasion. And then Congress, in these hearings, never brings it up. It's, it's incredible. One important thing about Mayorkas. Now, now it's, it's, look, so they're, they're kind of like what they're doing in Africa. Right? They, you have the Chinese like building infrastructure or whatever, and then they seek to get, you know, to get something out of it at the end or whatever. In this case, yes, the Chinese are getting wood. They're getting Trees are getting forests essentially out as as a as a thanks or as a deal, uh, you know, essentially here. And yes, it's true that it's being you know brokered by like the State Department in the U.S. and things like this too, right? But the operational overseer here is basically highest, and they're this close in saying it. And the Chinese are just there like benefiting from the situation essentially by getting cheaper cheap wood that they can ship back to China and build all their uh, their, their use it in all their cheap products and shit like that that they're building, right? So there's like an but do they benefit from destabilization in the U.S.? Of course they do. So I'm not saying it's like they've nothing else beyond that to it. But it's this, it's, Alex will not touch the highest thing. And, and the, the, the Jewish overrepresentation in the replacement agenda. It, and it's still so close, right? It's right there. It's just, it's incredible. And even Michael Yan, who's like, I think he, know, I think he knows this. And he, he, as you'll see as we listen more here, he, he gets this to a certain extent. But he basically... They can't have the way they feel. Probably it's like, well, we can't have, we can't express disproportionate uh, accusation or, or responsibility in terms of like highest or anything like that. So we have to kind of just, yeah, it's kind of the Chinese, and yeah, you have this other weird group. I think Alex says that this other bizarre NGO there, and it claims they're Jewish. What's going on with that? Let's let's keep listening. A couple important things about Mayorkas. Mayorkas himself is an immigrant from from Cuba. He was born in Cuba. He's he's Jewish. He didn't bring that up, but yeah, he's Jewish. He has a dog in this fight, sir. So he's an actual immigrant, and he also he's a Jewish immigrant. Yes, was a board member on highest. That's ah. important. Yes, it's important, of course, and that's why they congratulated him, right? Have we shown that yet? I think I think we have shown that uh, from highest, right? Well, you haven't have you have stories like this one that they're showing. Uh, straight up, again, admitting to this, right? In the Darien, the Darien Gap, refugees receive help all, all along the way by Beverly Goldberg, 
uh, from September. But yeah, you have, we have another link of them like, congratulations on the highest website to uh, Mallorca's for uh, ascending to the throne of the Department of Homeland Security. So we can use him now as, of course, one of these groups that are helping to open up the borders and keeping the invasion flowing, essentially, right? So congratulations to you. Back to the clip. He was a board member on highest became before he joined the Department of Homeland Security as as the secretary of the Homeland Security. So there you go. Can it be can it be any more obvious then? Mallorcas is overseeing this. He's enabling this. He's down there visiting this. He's helping to fund this stuff. And of course, talking about the funding in of itself, we've shown this. I've tweeted this out actually a couple of times. Right? I put it on our telegram too. how much money that the. Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society actually is working with 2023 105 million insane levels of taxpayer money using if you're working residents working in a citizen of the US they are taking your money to fund the invasion this this is a this is war this is an open declaration of war against the, the people in America and specifically the European Americans because that's the one who they're targeting of course this is what they do this is what this is their business their business is replacement while claiming of course we're the high and mighty and so moral and blah 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 but do you see them bringing migrants to Israel of course not absolutely not they ship they help to ship them out of that region into European and and, and Western countries highest is the Hebrew immigration uh, it basically, it's a it's a Jewish immigration sort of uh, like uh, like IOM, right? In other words, they've been helping people get from here. Only more, only more influential, more powerful. They're there for who knows how long, according to their history that they publish, more than a hundred years. But I'm I'm actually unsure what's correct. But bottom line is the highest office in Darien. Actually, there's a they have one of their offices is about four minutes walk from me right now. But they have another office. Oh, so they just they just got off. They got offices all over down there. Fascinating how that works. Which is offices everywhere here to help to help ensure that the ongoing invasion continues, the illegal occupation of the U.S. It's in a little house. It's right beside the the China camp that you just showed earlier. That's footage that I made of China camp and that footage of highest. I was just I was just with Brett Weinstein and Chris Martinson at right in front of the highest office, right beside the China camp, that Mayorkas flew down in his Blackhawks to build up. Now, when he came, when Mayorkas came uh, in April of 2022, he promised to help build up these camps in the Darien. He has now done that. That's the highest building to the left. And and, uh, and and I've cut this interview down a little bit, which, you know, what it, at least what I thought was some of the most interesting parts of it. In fact, I tried to rent that building, but highest got it before me. And that's the camp right there on the right, which I call China Camp. That's in the Darien Gap. That road on the far left is the Pan American. As, as far as I see it, then that's just like what that's the work. The, that's the workers, essentially. That that highest is Jewish, ethnically organized organization is doing, or using, uh, to build the infrastructure in order to enable just basically endless streams or flows from South and Central America into the United States. The highway. This is more like, okay, that's the way it was on April 18th, 2022. Now, if you if you go to the next photo, that's the way it is now. That was that was January. You can see it's grown immeasurably, much larger, not immeasurably, it's measurable, but it's grown a great deal. And it's more like a bus stop now because most of the people don't stay there very long. They come out of the day. And then they 
get on buses. You see the buses there, and they go straight up to Costa Rica. That's highest. Uh, that's there. That's a, that's a photo I just recently made in the Darien Gap. It's a program called Controlled Flow that was actually made by the United States, or let's say brokered. And uh, so that the flow between Costa Rica and Panama is much faster. We have the, the, the signs up, the UN funding it, State Department funding it, our government funding it, creating this. And, and you were telling me you think it'll be up to you know millions every few months soon just through this area. Uh, again, that's what shuts it off, not trying to build fences on our border. And then they show highest while he's saying that. He won't say highest yet, though. I didn't think Alex have said highest yet in the interview. But it's the UN and the Chicoms. It's like, yeah, they play a role in this. They're, they're part of the puzzle, I guess. But highest is the overseeing the little eye on top of the pyramid here that are, like, organizing this whole thing. We control Panama. We have to shut it down there. So easy to do, but not once they get these official... But somehow, Anthony Blinken and Mallorca's and no, it's, it's the State Department people, together with Hayes, who have no dog in the fight, are not doing anything about it while pretending to, you know, when they sit in Congress and these hearings and they're being grilled and questioned, it's like, well, the border is secure, sir. It's just just lie and, and obfuscate. Make it up as you go. Just, just, just try to keep... Keep it going for as long as you can. And now they have this just insane pedal to the metal type of, of attitude towards this. We just like inflict as much damage as fast as possible before they really get mad and really they notice. So hopefully they think by the time they really wake up to this and want to do something about it, it's too late. Like, haha, we got you kind of thing. Skeletor 2 over on uh, Rumble says, Elon's Kiss the Ring tour concludes with his forced circumcision. 10% off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I wonder if he's circumcised. Hey, he's aspirationally Jewish. Uh, does it matter, right? Thank you, Skeleton. Concrete bridges in. The problem is our government is doing it. That's what a lot of people don't quite understand. They, they keep saying, yeah, but who's actually doing it? And I'll say, let me repeat what I just said. Our government is doing it. And they're like, yeah, but who's behind it? I'm like, well, our government. Well, Hyas is behind it too. That's okay. You can you can say you can say Hyas. That's okay. No, they get to it to, to their credit. They they get to it a little bit. <laughs> but like, come on, come on, guys. I mean, come on. You know, like you know, the president and the, the so-called president, Mayorkas, Blinken. But who's behind it? Our no, that's totally just no 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 people with no dogs in that fight right there. Government is behind it, and the World Economic Forum. And the Chinese Communist Party, which clearly have captured key parts of our government, like for instance, Greg <laughs> Abbott, the state government. He's clearly oh, it's so it's one so, of the people. It's so close, right? It's so close, but then, but yet, but yet, so far away. China, China, everywhere. Don't you? Can't you see? Can't you see how the Chinese are doing this to you? <laughs> Come on, guys. It's it's time. It's it's okay. You can it's it's safe. You can walk out now. You can you can come out of that closet now. It's safe to say it, folks. Safe to say who's behind. It. Well, it's not safe, but technically, the more of us that point out the obvious truth of the matter, the easier it is going to become. The more obvious it's going to become, and you just have to start telling the truth about these matters. Who's behind it? It's not China. They might seek a secondary or tertiary objective fulfilled by this, or, or in some capacity, they're they're just used, right? Or like just oh yeah, here come here, help us build this because we can't do that ourselves. Even you could even go so far as say it's even the gall 
of not letting, let's say, American companies going down there and building it to at least then, for, you know, well, financially, you'll prosper from this. It's good. No, they can't even do that. Like, they just bypass them entirely. Here, let's just bring in Ch the Chinese communists to do it for you. But they're not ones organizing. There's no, they're not the, the mastermind of this. They're, they're jumping on, on a situation where they can uh, see America destabilized, yes, but they're not the brains behind it. Time to speak up, guys. All right, let's uh, let's keep listening here to the, the clip. Doing this. Now, he does these kayfabe fights all the time, like as if he's fighting Biden, but the border stays open. And you see a lot of people, you know, uh, hey, look, uh, there goes uh, Abbott sending busloads of people to New York. That'll teach him. He's just injecting the poison deeper into our heart. He's clearing the decks for more to come in. Abbott could close the border. He's just a member of WEF. That's all you need to know. Bottom line is the border will stay open as long as Abbott is the governor of Texas. WEF is, as you well know, you know this better than probably anybody on this planet. World Economic Forum and the Chinese Communist Party, they're as aligned as Germany and Italy were in World War II. And so if you are a member of the World Economic Forum, you're, you're aligned with China on many of these things. You keep in mind, Chinese are using that camp. That, that's why I call it China camp. Not only do they use that camp, that's their main invasion route from South America is the camp that Mayorkas built. I mean, but it's not the, I mean, I think what it was like, was it in, uh, was it in California where it was like some, one of the largest uh, immigrant groups were Chinese or something? I mean, there is some, there's some to that, right? There's a little bit of truth to that, but it's, it, it's South Americans, it's Sub-Saharan Africans, it's people in the Middle East, they're flooding in. It's not like a, it's not a Chinese invasion. It's not like, you know, Red Dawn, but not Russians, but the, the, the Chi-Coms. It's, no, it's, it's, they're using non, uh, you know, the, the, the second and third world brown people to, to be the invading army here, essentially. Uh, that's again, they're using them as a, as a, as a shield, right? Uh, comic Comedale on, uh, Rumble here says, does larger population means it's easier for the perpetrators to, quote, hide in the crowd? I think I think we can go to the super smart, super brilliant Alexander Soros, the boy, boy Soros, baby Soros, uh, George Soros' idiot son for that answer. And he answered it pretty good when he revealed something which George Soros has apparently tried to keep it whole life. Uh, he's spent his whole life trying to keep that away from the issue. George Soros spent his whole life constructing elaborate stories on how his activism and philanthropy and good-heartedness was motivated by high-minded ideals from Karl Popper about open societies and inclusive democracies. Instead, Alex Soros went on to blurt out in the New York Times magazine in 2018 that his father's real motivation is just Jewish ethnic activism. It will answer your question here, Comic Comodil. Alex told me that for many years his father had not been eager to advertise his Judaism because this was something he almost was killed for. But he had always, quote, identified firstly as a Jew. And his philanthropy was ultimately an expression of his Jewish identity in that he felt a solidarity with other minority groups and also because he recognized that a Jew could only truly be safe in a world in which all minorities were protected. Explaining his father's motives, he said, the reason you fight for an open society is because that's the only society that you can live in as a Jew, unless you become a nationalist and only fighting for your own rights in your own state. Uh, so that's, I think, that's us that. Now, did that turn out to be a successful strategy? Not necessarily. 
as we're now seeing with the Palestine uh, bullshit in Western countries, right? Where all these people are now turning against him. But point is, I don't care if, oh, he, how, ha, ha, he turned, well, I don't give a shit about that. It's affecting us negatively, right? The replacement of us, they see as some kind of insurance policy, essentially. And ironically, then that turned out not to be the case. Uh, but you do have a little bit of this that, like, at least for, 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 for a time, you have a lot of people, natives in European countries, that are now forced to, like, look at the problem of Islam and Muslims that were brought into our countries. This this weapon that they're just pushing in front of our faces, right? But they're just there because they've been led in by somebody. It's not like that they're winning and conquering us. We, we just our, our establishment is allowing them to do all this. Anyway, it's a good point uh, or good question, Comic Comedy, because yeah, they're, they're using it that way. Back to the clip here. I don't want to. I want to make sure we squeeze this in because it's a fascinating discussion here of just seeing how close they can get and yet being so far away, right? The, with our money, with American money. So explain what uh, who the NGOs are here. The International Organization for Migration, IOM, is run by an evil lady named Amy Pope. She's been in charge for maybe four or four and a half months. Now, IOM is a problem, too. Don't get me wrong. She brags that the number one funder for IOM is the United States. Number two is Germany. Number three is Canada. IOM also has an office in Yemen, by the way, and Yemenis do come through the Darien Gap. Now, IOM, their office, if they could turn this window 90 degrees, you would see their office. Their flag, I'm in what's called the city of knowledge. I'm in the city of knowledge in Panama, right? And, And so this used to be the U.S. Army South headquarters. Now it's called the city of knowledge. They've taken it over. About 62 NGOs, IGOs, and nonprofits. A, a, a very kind lady named Heather, I won't say her last name. She's an intel lady, did a lot of study on this, and she has reached out to Harrison about coming on to, to present this. She's done a great deal of research about the city of knowledge. So that anyway, IOM has the best office space in the city of knowledge. And again, if I could turn this window 90 degrees, you would see their office. I can walk through sure, it. So here's minutes. the bottom line. I want to come back and talk about how we stopped this. You have multinational governments headed up by the U.S. and the U.N. literally setting up invasion points all over the world while they cut off the resources of the third world, flood us with these people who they then politically control, who they sign up for welfare, you name it, and skim money off of. This is a U.N. globalist invasion run by our own government happening. What kind of government? Is it occupied by anybody, Alex? <laughs> In our face. And you got the UN. Look, I'm glad they're t- I'm glad they're covering this, but but and uh, <sighs> Chinese and State Department signs, and we have the congressional funding doing it. And then again, I watched congressional so parliaments headed up by the U.S. and the UN, literally setting up invasion points all over the world while they cut off the resources of the third world, flood us with these people who they then politically control, who they sign up for welfare, you name it, and skim money off of. This is a UN yeah, global... Like, what, kill our, rape and kill our daughters and you know murder, go after our, our men and young boys. Bullish invasion run by our own government happening in our face. And you got the UN and Chinese and State Department signs, and we have the congressional... I didn't even see a single State Department sign. I saw a bunch of higher signs, a lot of higher signs. So, yes, I saw a couple of IOM signs. There's a couple of other, like the World Food Program is down there. So, yes, you have the UN groups and things like that, right? Uh, but that's just an expression of the same same mentality when it comes to the replacement and stuff like that. Funding yeah? doing it. And then, again, I watched congressional hearings. Nothing about our government funding it. This is a demographic uh, war. 
Uh, it's yes. obvious genocide is unfolding against yes. Americans and Europeans. Yes. And it will happen with Japanese as well. I could go on in great detail about that. Well, that that's interesting too. But can, no, can you talk more about the American and European genocide? Jan? Well, let's shift gears into Mayorkas and, and the weird. Well, let's shift gears now. <clears throat> okay. Third group that brought him in that's such a big part of this, this, this NGO. Ohio's. You know, the, the oh, highest? What do you, what do you mean? What? Oh, I mean highest? Well, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, they're they're also there, and that's it's not that's not good for Jews. <laughs> it's not good that they're doing that. They're being found out, ladies and gentlemen. They need to be. I propose they go more undercover. The, the, that organization is quite interesting. They're all over the place in Darien, not just Darien. I see them in other places. I see them in Europe as well, and and they're in the open. I eat lunch with them quite often in Darien. Because they're yeah. again, I almost rented their office. That office right there, that gate that you're looking at, that's the gate I just walked through with Brett Weinstein and Chris Martinson like five days ago. We we just walked through that. And I the love how they don't want the us gate. to have walls, but they've got a wall in Constantino around their facility. That's right. I mean, that's literally the that little office right there. It's a house that they rented. Uh, they they eat lunch at a restaurant like fifty yards away, and I often eat lunch with them. But the highest people that are there, they're just gears in the machine. They don't even know what's going on. You know, they're just the gear that does gear stuff, right? They don't know what, they don't even know that there are gear in a clock or what time it is. But the highest, the larger uh, group, like Catholic Charities and whatnot, those are, that is literally the Hebrew Immigration Assistance Society. That is, that camp is literally just like 30 seconds walk from the front gate of China camp. They are literally helping the Chinese invasion. Highest is. The Jewish group, right? Now, is it actually a Jewish group? Oh. Is Catholic Charities actually Catholic? Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, they are. But he, he, he says it, right? Listen to this. He's right here. I do not know. But if they don't denounce it, then they accept it. The same. If the Pope doesn't denounce Catholic Charities, who's doing a huge amount of the invasion into Texas, I'm yeah. out with those people all the time, too, in places like McGowan or even down in Mexico. If, if the Pope doesn't denounce it, he accepts it. Yes, yeah, so it's the same with these th these things, right? I mean, when they got and tout collectively, well, Jews are so great because we're behind open borders and highest is the moral right thing to do. All right, well, now you take the criticism for that, considering what's happening in our, in our countries. This is not hard, folks. And even the people who are working for them, it's like, well, they're just kind of a cogs and machine, and they don't. Well, you're guilty. You're part of it. You still have to take responsibility for it. Do you work here? Yeah, your company has screwed me over. Okay, well, I don't care if I'm talking to the right person or not. You work here now. You have to feel the blunt end of the organization that you're part of and the damage that you're doing to me. That's just kind of how it works. You might not like it, but the reason why you put pressure on people is so that those people can put pressure on the people at the top, of course. Otherwise, what, what's the point? So, no, they're not innocent. They're just They don't know it. Oh, they don't know anything. Oh, I just I just work here. I just, you know, I'm just behind white genocide, but, you know, I don't know a clue what's going on. I'm lying, right? I mean... Why is Catholic Charities a huge part of the child smuggling? Why is Highest, the Jewish organization, involved with child smuggling? Are they being denounced by states like Israel? I'm Jewish, but I'm here to help you. Sorry, I don't Are they? Know. I haven't seen it. Maybe I missed it. That's one of the apps on the phones right there. Uh, somebody in one of the camps showed me that. It might have been a Chinese guy, actually. And uh, the Chinese have all kinds of apps. They're very organized in their invasion some of the some of the groups coming through are very disorganized. Others, like the Chinese, I mean, they're methodical about it. They're very businesslike about it. They well, let me move to like solutions. Let me move to solutions. What do we need to do? 
Uh, you need to point out uh, that it's uh, Jewish NGOs behind it. That's what, that's the first step is to point, to point out who's who's really behind it. New York Post, don't believe the lies. The UN is paying illegals using U.S. taxpayer cash. Now, again, that's also true, but you will not see that article on New York Post, at least not yet, about Hyas. $105 million in 2023 alone, U.S. taxpayer money. Is the UN behind it? Yes, they're part of it. Are Catholic charities about it? Yes, absolutely. But the highest of this world are disproportionately overrepresented when it comes to these kinds of things. Highest have been doing this for over 100 years in many Western countries of bringing them out of these areas and into only, of course, Europe and America, Australia, Western countries, countries built by Europeans or European people, white European people live. So China camp is only there because they're the labor for this project. That's it. But they're not the mastermind of it. And it's time to point that out. It's not hard. It's not rocket science. Everybody can see this. It's time to it's, it's time to point it out, right? A couple of other uh, pieces here. Yeah, he. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, here's Michael Yon, right? Find new Americans arriving through Darien Gap, Panama. Unrelated to the, if you're noticing rape, murder, and other crimes increasing in your area, or have you noticed? Let me slow down the footage. Oh, yeah, so he's down there filming all this stuff. Yeah, and there's some, like, military guy there in the middle. Find new people. Hey, yo, 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 chicks. White women's. Uh, some folks are asking offline and online how I see a connection between Chinese invasion of the United States and Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society. Highest Answer. Hyas helps run many invasion camps I so often visit. There you go. So they run it, he says here. They run the invasion camps. Right? They're not a sideline victim. They're in there. They know what they're doing. They're helping out, and they're ensuring that these people come to the United States. Yeah, there's all these other you know people like, here's a, some terrorists they let in, right? Uh, you will probably see some like terrorist attack at some point and they'll be like, oh, well, that's it, Iran. And of course, they've enabled all this and let them in. And again, it's, 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 a, it's a huge distraction, right? These people are just weapons, tools that they use against against us. But yeah, it's true. They're, they're letting them in. They're, they're still dangerous. It shouldn't happen. Charge them, go after them legally. <laughs> Shut this down, obviously, right? Mallorca's and highest helped pave the way for this guy and make and many more were much worse and already in at the gates. Let that sink in. And then he correctly says there, part of this charade is, of course, uh, Texas' uh, governor, right? What's his name again? Oh, jeez, forget his name. Um, the, the wheelchair guy. who's like, ha-ha, I'll send them to the interior. They'll show those liberals. So it's like, well, you're just doing the work of these people now. You're just making it worse. This is an Abbott, right? Greg Abbott, yeah. Apparently they found this guy at the at the border there. Anyway, yeah, so United States Commission on International Religious Freedom. I'm not sure is that the website? Yeah, anyway, they're they're listing him there. He was in prison for twelve years. Muslims, yeah, reports of torture, no, 12 years imprisonment, oh, sentence, yeah, so he, so he did something. So yeah, those are some of the people that show up at the uh, at the borders, right? Hot wheels, yeah, exactly. 
Uh, Tucker, same thing, the invasion. I'm not sure he's mentioning Hyas. We play a couple of minutes of this and then we'll wrap up. The story of history is the story of invasions. One group of people moving into someone else's land and taking it. One nation ends, another begins. Invasions drive history. Few Americans understand this is happening to them right now. The United States of America is being invaded. For the love of God, this is a damn invasion. Who is allowing this? They invaded our privacy. I think it's an invasion of the country. In other words, it's ending. The country you grew up in no longer exists. Soon it will be unrecognizable. No one is fighting back. Few are even acknowledging it. Well, give thanks to Hyatt, ladies and gentlemen. Are letting it happen. Why are leaders letting this happen? Well, to destroy the country and to change the demographics. True. Who lives here determines what the country is like. This country is changing faster than you may understand. Americans are being replaced. That's not a conspiracy theory, it's a fact. In August of 2023, illegal immigration outpaced American births, a brand new population. Last year alone, over three million people came here illegally just over our southern border. The media won't tell you it's happening, but if you look around, you can see it, and you can see it most clearly in our cities, which are collapsing. We elect people to protect us. That's what politicians are paid to do. But they've done the opposite. They've sold us out, and they've crushed what our ancestors built. Take a look at our cities. They're hellish, and immigration is the reason. The city of Chicago was in tough shape even before Joe Biden opened the border. Now, parts of it are basically uninhabitable. Even the socialist mayor of Chicago says the city is breaking under the strain. Without real significant um, investment from our federal government, it won't just be the city of Chicago. More money. Won't be able to I will fix it. Mission. It's the entire no. country that is now. <laughs> you just need to deport more people. Too many. Anyway, he goes on there. It, it's not bad, but it's still this. You can rec- they recognize the problem, right? But then they still fight against like white identity. Well, what do you think? F- what do you think that the the native population that built America? I'm not talking about Native Americans. They didn't build America, right? They were here occupying parts of it before. But yeah, they lost that war. They were, as he said in the beginning, there is invasions, and it's like tough luck. Now, if you don't put your foot down and fight back and win, then someone else who is stronger than you will take over, and that's happening is about to happen right now. It's not over. It's yet to be determined, right? But but that's if this continues, that's what's going to happen. And it's not going to be... There are bullets fired. There are bombs going off. There's rapes in our countries. There are conquests in every kind of sense of the word. But it's not like, oh, here's here's an, an, a weaponized army coming in and it's full-on war. We are in, in war mode. No we, no, we have an infiltrated government. Be they pedophiles, or they have other ethnic interests, or they're Zionists, it's uh, Jews, it's Muslims, it's uh, other non-white groups, or whatever other really Hindus, whatever. They, like what, all every conceivable group has their own interests, right? But it, it and they're fighting for that, and in a way, that's just kind of human nature. But a Tucker Carlson will still fight you on the fact that you should not have white identity. He don't think that that's the right way to go about it. Well, what's the solution then, Tucker? How do you fight that? Well, we can't see race, but all these other races, they hate us because we're white and they're being re- we're being replaced by them. So they're, they're so close and yet so far away. It's fascinating how that works. I'll watch the rest of that another time, but yeah. 
All right, guys, we're going to wrap up right there. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope you enjoy the show. Uh, this is uh, the reality that we now face. This is an update. This is a um, temperature gauge, if you will, of where we are at currently in the beginning of 2024. Uh, it's insane, and it's getting more and more insane as we go forward. Uh, you, you think next the following day can't top it, but many days it, it does. And it's something new, something even crazier. Uh, rolling around but yeah we live in unprecedented times folks and that's why we number one right step number one wake up our people right that's that's number one get them aware let them figure out what's going on help them out that they might not be the the, the best ones among us even always so they might we might we don't need uh, every single one of them to do something about this but the more we have on our side the better the more political sway we have, the more influence we can have, the more we help support each other. And that's why you need numbers. You have, have need numbers on your side. That's just how it goes. That's why they censor. That's why they shut down. That's why they ban people. That's why they boot them off and shadow ban them, kick them off of banks and label them terrorists and put them in jail for hate crime speech and all that shit that we started with today. That's how crazy it is right now. But stay strong. Okay, keep fighting. Stay strong. Uh, Got to have a strong will, an iron will, uh, as it were. Uh, this is an existential threat. This is an existential battle for us. That's just how it goes. Uh, you know what I mean? If we don't do this, our, our children are going to face conditions we can't even dream of right now. And that's why it's on our shoulders. And we're the ones who have to take care of this so our children don't have to. Prior generation, they, they, they dropped this of sorts on us. Not everybody, but many of them. They looked the other way. They didn't take the warnings. They were bamboozled. They they were more afraid of being called words than actually doing something about it. And 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 now here, therefore, we find ourselves. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you to everyone super chatting. We appreciate your support. If you want to support us further and continue support us, so we can do this and continue to expand. By the way, too, please get a membership with us. RedEyesMembers.com. One of the best places to sign up. Our full archives are on there, but you can also sign up on Odyssey, where we have uh, also extensive archives, not all the way going back to our start, of course, but uh, a lot of shows in the archives, videos, exclusive videos, things like that. Uh, you can also sign up on Subscribestar or our locals, redice.tv, uh, sorry, redice.tv.locals.com, that is, of course. You can also get a executive producer or producer tier if you want to do a little bit extra. Get a shout out at the end of the show. It's a great way to support us. Get some resources our way. Ensure that we can continue and expand, do well, and do even better. We want to do more. We want to do it better. So if you want to help out, please consider getting one of those. Thank you to our executive producers today. T. Lothrop Stoddard, V. Miller, Resin Revolt, Good Luck Lap, Jake, Red Pill Rundown, French 47, Mark Smith, No One Jeeves, President Obunga, Mongoose, William Fox, Angry White Soccer Mom, the Second Wanderer, Operation Werewolf, The Ride Never Ends, Francis Parker Yockey, Dillbob, Last Place Simp, Joseph Hart, Purple Haze, we also have Colin Marriott, Kami Deal. Thank you, guy. Good to see you in uh, chat today. The Dearborn Toxic Event, Brendan Anthony. We also have Penelope 7 USA, check her out on X, and Bertrand Comparit. Thank you. It's our latest edition right there. We also have our producers. Mr. Walker, 696, Yuhanson, Leroy Dumond, Snark Pup, Eyes Open, Mr. Lemry, you're new, Obadiah Hexwell, Perfect Brute, Single Action Army, HP Lovecraft, Dixie Drone Force, Trevor, Der Schwabe, and Sonata for Violin. Uh, if you did get one of those recently, and if you're not yet in the rotation, uh, let us know ASAP and we'll get you in there. 
as soon as possible. All right, guys, thank you so much again for joining us today. We appreciate you. RedEyesMembers.com. We uh, will be back with more. Uh, let me check real quick, actually, see if Blair wrote. We got a mishap in the scheduling there. Um, we will do that next. Oh, you just replied to me here, actually. So we will do that next uh, Wednesday, actually. His time Wednesday, my time Tuesday, because of a schedule uh, issue on uh, on my part. I got the uh, down under days wrong. That's what it goes sometimes. So anyway, it was meant to be tomorrow. But uh, anyway, uh, I got the day wrong. So <laughs> it's just goddamn time zones. All right. But anyways, we'll uh, have Blair Cottrell coming up on the show as well. Flashback Friday as usual, guys. Thank you so much again. We'll see you on the next one. Keep fighting and stay strong. Have a good one. Thank you for watching. Go to RedIceMembers.com and sign up for our exclusive members content. Don't miss our latest shows, interviews, and other videos only for subscribers. You can also become a member by signing up at Subscribestar.com forward slash RedIce. Get full access and help support our work. See you on the other side.